did she do? Women Jacker, hello, I am Samsara and you are listening to What Did She Do? Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on Boonwurrung lands and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. What Did She Do is a podcast which features reviews written by myself and keeps you up to date with the live theatre and events in Melbourne. There's a lot happening this summer in Melbourne. The Club is currently playing at Theatre Works and runs through to the 11th of November. Written by one of Australia's most awarded and uncompromising playwrights, Patricia Cornelius, In the Club shines a fierce light on consent, coercion and sexual violence. Tickets are via the Theatre Works website. On the 6th of November, La Mama Musica is presenting maps for losing oneself. Experience La Mama Courthouse transformed into the acoustic environment of the famous Hagia Sophia Mosque in Istanbul. This presentation will also be live streamed. Book tickets at lamama.com.au. Opening this week and running from the 8th to the 11th of November at the Butterfly Club is Sally Carrot is a Fraud. While Sally Carrot awaits her turn to audition for what she is sure will be a breakout role, she takes it upon herself to share the story of how she came to be there. Tickets are via thebutterflyclub.com. The MC showroom is presenting Villainy from the 8th to the 12th of November. The characters of Villainy, led by Captain Hook and Eve the Wicked Queen, vie for supremacy only to have their world turned upside down by the arrival of Lily, a young girl claiming to come from the real world. Tickets can be booked through the MC showroom website. Defoe's Plague has opened at La Mama. A gentleman of great experience and ever the salesman and propagandist is here to sell his recently published work. The show runs until the 12th of November. Bookings are via lamama.com.au. Currently playing at the Malthouse is The Hour of the Wolf. Let me tell you a story about Hope Hill, a town that time forgot. Or perhaps a town that time remembered too well. A town that time took hold of and wouldn't let go. Where one night, each year, the townspeople must reckon with their debt to the past. I lived there once. It took everything from me. But I can't help going back. Once a year, every year, tonight. The cursed night approaches, or so the story goes. The Hour of the Wolf runs through to the 3rd of December and bookings can be made via the malthousetheatre.com.au. 
How Do I Let You Die opens at Arts House on 22nd of November. How Do I Let You Die assembles an extraordinary team of Asian-Australian artists to weave together phone calls, Asian ghost tropes, Hmong horror stories and the simple potency of an adult child coming to terms with a parent's eventual death. How Do I Let You Die runs through to the 26th of November and tickets can be booked via artshouse.com.au. I can't believe I'm saying this already, but Santa Claus is coming to town from November 24 until December 24. Christmas Under the Big Top is coming to Burnley Oval in Richmond. There is free entry for kids under two, although booking fees do apply. Tickets can be purchased at ticketmaster.com.au or call 0474 220050. The Long Pigs opens at Theatreworks on the 29th of November and runs through to the 10th of December. This is spine-tingling theatre that is hilariously dark and frighteningly funny. Bookings are via the Theatreworks website. The Merchant of Venice will be playing at St Kilda Botanical Gardens from the 1st of December through to the 23rd. This hilarious adaptation breathes new life into a rarely produced work, combining the rich language of Shakespeare's iconic play with the vibrant energy of musical theatre in a production that's guaranteed to dazzle audiences young and old. Tickets are via trybooking.com. It's going to be a mighty wild Christmas at Mimo Music Hall on the 16th of December. It will be an unforgettable night of family harmony and rocking rhythms when Wilbur Wilde's clan joined forces to celebrate Christmas. Tickets via Humanitics. The Rocky Horror is back in Australia from the 12th of January and takes residence at the Athenaeum from the 9th of February with Jason Donovan as Frankenfurter. Rocky Horror Show tells the story of Brad and his fiancée Janet, two squeaky clean college kids who meet Dr. Frankenfurter, an extraterrestrial mad scientist from the galaxy of Transylvania, where people really do like to party. Tickets are on sale now at rockyhorror.com.au. The Fun Love and Criminals are kicking off their Australian tour in February and will be in Melbourne at the Northcote Theatre on the 22nd. <laughs> Unloving Criminals are an iconic multi-genre band known for their electric fusion of rock, hip-hop and jazz. Tickets are via theprestigeevents.com.au Rejoiceify Melbourne, Wicked is back. 
Long before Dorothy dropped in, two other young women met in the lands of Oz. Performances commence from the 6th of March 2024. Bookings are via ticketech.com.au or phone 1300-111-011. brings Irish dance sensation Airborne back to Australia. The wait is finally over for all the fans who have anticipated seeing this incredible show. The tour kicks off on April 18 and will do 22 shows across Australia. Tickets are on sale at melbourneevents.com. Finally, Sunset Boulevard is coming in 2024 and stars international superstar Sarah Brightman. This will be a brand new lavish production of the Tony Award winning musical. You can jump on the waitlist at sunsetmusical.com.au. My feature review this week is Where Dingo, presented by Carol Projects at Arts House. Every so often a show comes along which excites your soul and shakes your conscience at the same time. Where Dingo, created by Carol Projects and playing this weekend at Arts House, is one of those shows. Where Dingo began as a solo dance exploration back in 2017, when Thomas E. Kelly, the writer and choreographer, and producing partner Tari Sainsbury, created a solo dance exploration of a person shapeshifting. That solo, or a version thereof, is still in this 30th iteration of the original idea and is still the powerful centrepiece of the work. In 2019, the original Shifting Shapes became Shift, in shift the work expanded into the basic story we have now but back then it had a sci-fi aesthetic and perhaps less sophistication in its dramaturgy by 2021 this fully realized version of where dingo emerged as part of the brisbane festival this is the show we are seeing in melbourne we are so lucky to be seeing it at all and even more importantly right now in australian history where Dingo is the story of a support group for shapeshifters. Shapeshifters litter the mythologies of all peoples across the world, and the dreaming is no different. What is perhaps different for our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders is that their shifters are not static remnants of a history past. Rather, they represent history, the present, and the future as well. In a revelatory monologue by Colton, played by Kelly, and supported by amazing animations by Studio Gillet, we are clearly shown the connection between ideas, human, and landscape. Their integral nature 
and the integrity of the concepts from a people we Westerners so often underestimate and undervalue. As I said, this show revolves around a support group for shapeshifters. We, the audience, are attending for the first time. As with all good support groups, there is free tea, coffee and bickies in the foyer as we wait, and a facilitator, Frankie, played by Vicky Van Hoot, comes around and gets some basic information. As pre-performance framing goes, this is superb, so when you show up, you might want to already have thought a bit about what your animal shift is before you arrive. Any kind of identifying accessory is most welcome in this very safe space for shifters. The show starts in dimness and a humaniform wedgetail eagle, Bunjil, crosses the front of the stage slowly, watching us unwaveringly before disappearing into the darkness upstage. Then the lights come up and the irresistible Frankie starts the meeting. We're all new to the group, so she teaches us the meeting mantra, which is a commitment to the safety of this space for all beasts, no matter what their form. Then Colton and Virgil, not Virgil, show up and the meeting starts in earnest. Through dance and through speech, the stories of their shifting are told. Kelly's choreography is a joy to behold, blending contemporary styles with traditional First Nations movement and dance. Kelly brings past and present into the future with life and vitality. In his hands, these dance traditions blend seamlessly, as seamlessly as the text and movement blend in the text-based parts of the show. The part de trois early in the show with Colton Burgel, played by Benjamin Mazza and Frankie, is delightful and somehow reassuring. In a little side note, Virgil is going to make you laugh and giggle the whole night. Somebody is late to the meeting though. Just when we think we can settle into a simple and safe support group meeting, Denise, glory to Oe Daniel, arrives. Up until now, shifting has been presented as the kind of thing you get used to and become something of a master of. Denise is not that lucky. Her shifting is unresolved and uncontrolled. Almost always triggered almost always triggered into a shifting state, Denise's shifts are painful and violent and cause much injury and trauma to her very own self. This is when the shit gets real. As soon as Denise enters the room, she smells something different about Frankie and so she cannot relax. When Denise tells her story, we see the original kernel of this show, or some variation of it, and it is a power, glory, and tragedy deserving of the centerpiece it holds. My favourite moment in the show is when Denise says, let me tell you my story, and then breaks into her dance. Because dance is language and it is story, and Denise's story cannot be told in words. It must be seen and felt. It is visceral. It is an experience. Dance does what words cannot. This is one of the reasons why Wendingo is so powerful. It integrates dance and text so perfectly that our forebrain and our hindbrain can follow along effortlessly and our emotions and intellect work together to understand what has been put before us. Wendingo is funny and it is powerful in its ideas and mythology, but it is also a very important message for us right here and now in 2023. In a country with a failed referendum, Wendingo speaks to what it means to be a social ally. In a world where being a social ally is a currency and Genuinely well-meaning people and corporations are jumping on board at a speed faster than light. Where Dingo makes us face what that does look like and what it needs to look like. Allies are not needed to make safer spaces. We are needed to fight the fight which makes all spaces safe. Rather than creating meeting spaces and community programs for our cause of choice, we should be out there in the firing line stopping the war. 
If you are an ally, you need to be stopping the bullet, not building a wall the bullet can't penetrate, to be cowered behind. Where Dingo is the full package, it is beautiful, funny, disturbing, and insightful. The whole proceeding is watched over by Bunjil, who keeps an eye on the people in the land, ever watchful and ever present. And I gave Where Dingo five stars. If you would like to comment on this review, you can go to whatdidshethink.com and have your say in the comment section under the review. You can invite me to review your show through the Contact Me gadget on the left of the page. And now it's time for some industry news. There's a free grant writing workshop for circus and physical theatre producers and artists. Have you ever wondered what happens to your grant application once you hit submit? Theatre Network Australia are shaking things up in this free grant writing workshop for circus and physical theatre artists and producers. They'll be approaching grant writing from the perspective of the panel of peer assessors to gain insight into what makes a strong grant application. Participants will judge three example applications against funding criteria in a mock peer assessing format and then discuss what makes some applications stand out from the pack. Incorporating the insights of circus professionals who have previously assessed funding application rounds, this workshop will look at grant writing from a different angle, focusing on structure and signposting, how to address the selection criteria and using your budget to say more than numbers. Join Theatre Network Australia for this workshop on Thursday the 7th of December from 11am at the TNA office in Southbank. This is an in-person workshop and therefore spots are limited. Lunch will be provided. The workshop is aimed at people who have applied for at least one grant application or have some familiarity with grant applications. To register for the event, email Charisse at tna.org.au and that is spelt C-H-A-R-I-C-E. If you have access needs or live regionally and would like to attend the workshop or have any other inquiries, please contact the program producer Sharice. The Sippy Salon series are professional development sessions, networking and peer learning to support the independent circus and professional theatre sector. And a reminder, this session will run for two and a half hours on Thursday the 7th of December from 11am to 1.30pm. And now it's time for something special. After a triumphant season in 2023, and due to phenomenal demand, the 50th anniversary world tour of the Rocky Horror Show will continue its global celebrations in 2024. This new Australian production stars Australian superstar Jason Donovan as Frankenfurter. The return season will be celebrated at Melbourne's Athenaeum Theatre from the 9th of February. Written and directed by Richard O'Brien, the Rocky Horror Show has become one of the world's favourite musicals and is currently the the only contemporary rock musical to celebrate 50 years on stage. Since it first opened in London in 1973 at the Royal Courts Theatre upstairs, the Rocky Horror Show has been continuously on stage somewhere in the world and has paved its way into history as one of the classics of musical theatre. Australian audiences cannot get enough of Jason Donovan as Frankenfurter. His over 30-year international career has made him one of Australia's most successful performers. He was catapulted into homes in Australia 
Australia and in the UK in 1986 when he first appeared on Neighbours starring opposite Kylie Minogue and last year made a much anticipated return to the iconic Australian series with Kylie, seeing millions of viewers across the world tuning in for the heartwarming final episode. Jason's debut album was a platinum selling record in Australia and was the highest selling album in the UK in 1989. Since then he has sold over 13 million albums worldwide and continues to tour with his live shows to adoring audiences. The multi-award winner made his defining musical theatre debut in the lead role of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat on the West End in 1991, which also earned him an Olivier Award nomination. He has since starred in many West End musical theatre productions, including Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, The Rocky Horror Show, Annie Get Your Gun, and The Sound of Music, as well as in the Australian production of Chicago in Melbourne in 2019. Jason continues to regularly grace the Western stage, recently starring as the Pharaoh in the UK tour of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and as Teen Angel in Greece. So here we are at uh, Abbey Road Studios in West London for a, uh, a little Rocky Horror session. Come in here. With yeah, we're in great. here. Great. Hey, Greg, you alright? Alright. This is good. Good to How's see you. I'm Jason. You? John. John, how are you? On the day I went away. Rocky is, you know, a celebration of life in all its colours uh, and in all of its adversities. It's about being true to yourself. Uh, it's about being an individual and it's about a fantasy, um, a creation. And um, I do think that it resonates with people in a way that probably not a lot of other shows do. Wow. The original production of Rocky Horror right in those rooms up there. Uh, this is where Rocky Horror began its life in the 70s. Richard O'Brien, Richard Hartley. Um, it's a beautiful theatre. This is where it all began and this was the original room. I don't think all the creatives behind the show really knew what they were getting themselves into at the time. I don't think they anticipated that it would, we'd be talking about it in 2022, probably. I'm sure if you ask Richard O'Brien, he probably never would have envisaged a 50th anniversary. And it has lasted the test of time. Rocky Horror not only turns 50, but we decide to bring these celebrations back to Australia. We bring it to my hometown of Melbourne. Most importantly, we're going to be at the Athenaeum, which is a very special theatre for me because I saw my dad do many plays at the Athenaeum over the years. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the audiences too. The Melbourne audiences are great. Um. The Rocky Horror Show first began life in 1973 before an audience of just 63 people in the Royal Courts Theatre upstairs. It was an immediate success and transferred to the Chelsea Classic Cinema before going on to run at the Kings Road Theatre 
1973 through to 1979, and the Comedy Theatre in the West End from 1979 to 1980. In 1975, it was transformed into a film called The Rocky Horror Picture Show. This film adaptation took over $135 million at the box office and is still shown in cinemas around the world nearly 50 years after its premiere, making it the longest-running theatrical release in cinema history. Seen by over 30 million people in more than 30 countries and translated into 20 languages, the Rocky Horror Show audiences have embraced the unique and mischievous musical with fandom and passion, celebrating the gratification of the senses. The hit music, the characters, the freedom and sexual awakening and empowerment mean so much to so many across all walks of life. Featuring one of the most famous musical numbers of all time, the party floor filler, The Time Warp, which remains a key to its continued success over the past 50 years. The Rocky Horror Show has just completed its most successful UK tour and is one of the top performing musicals in the post-pandemic era. The Rocky Horror Show tells the story of Brad and his fiancée Janet, two squeaky clean college kids who meet Dr Frankenfurter, an extraterrestrial mad scientist from the galaxy of Transylvania, where people really like to party. It's an adventure they'll never forget, with fun, frolics, frocks and frivolity, bursting with timeless songs and outrageous outfits. The Rocky Rocky Horror Show is the boldest party bash of them all, ready to thrill fans and audiences alike with cheeky fun and nostalgia. Whether it's your first time seeing the show or the 21st time, or whether you dress up or not, the Rocky Horror Show delivers its promise of a guaranteed party. In 2024, the Global Guaranteed Party will be in Australia. Tickets are on sale at rockyhorror.com.au. So to finish up, here's a recap of what you can experience in Melbourne this week. In the Club is currently playing at TheatreWorks and runs through to the 11th of November. Tickets are via TheatreWorks website. Opening this week and running to the 11th of November at the Butterfly Club is Sally Carrot is a Fraud. Tickets are via thebutterflyclub.com. Defoe's Plague is playing at La Mama. The show runs through to the 12th of November. Bookings are via lamama.com.au. Also currently playing is The Hour of the Wolf at the Malthouse Theatre. The Hour of the Wolf runs through to the 3rd of December and bookings can be made via malthousetheatre.com.au. What Did She Do is created by myself, Samsara, and drops every Sunday. Also, if you like a bit of audio fiction in your podcast mix, you can check out my other podcast, Samsara's Dramas, scripts straight from my pen to your ears via an amazing ensemble of actors. Let's catch up again next week. What did she do?